We began a really beautiful, beautiful passage last time we learned on page 33, and we're, we got to the middle of it. We're on the middle, of, we're on the top of page 34. If you go up at page 34, middle of Ot Yudalit. This is like, you know, he's gonna basically. Did you ever identify with the Gemara that says that it's better if man was never created? <laughs> You know, like, God bless you. You ever, ever feel, you ever feel close to that statement? You know, when, when I really get a good take on life, it's better. If really I wasn't created, and you're not saying it to sound like a martyr, you're not saying it to sound like a rebel, you really feel like that. That really, in the big picture of things, when I see where I could be, and I see, like he said, where I've chosen to put myself, It's not like, it's not about even despair. I'm, I'm just saying, I really think the Gemara was right. It really was better. It really would have been a better decision if I wasn't created. It's not Stam the Gemara says such a thing. Then the Gemara's conclusion, that's all machlokas. Is it better for man to be created or not? So what's the conclusion of the Gemara? But, but since he's here, he might as well try give it a shot, right? <laughs> More or less, right? Now that's what the Gemara basically says, huh? But since he's created, so we'll just, you know, we'll let, let, let's, see, let's see what he could do. So, the Piyasetzna, remember the mantra that the Piyasetzna told us last time that we should keep on saying over and over again? If you look back at page 33. Mm. And I'll do that on the bottom over there. It says, when you keep on thinking over and over again, look at that in the bottom, second to bottom line. Eventually, when you keep on seeing that it's so much better, it would have been so much better if I didn't take myself out of the camp of Kedusha. Remember, you have to take responsibility no matter what happens. And that, that's the hardest thing. That was a hard one we got to. You got to take, you could have all the legitimate excuses to say my upbringing or my marriage 
or my children have removed me from the ability to, to be flying and be connected to my sixth sense and whatnot. And he's saying, you could keep on saying all those excuses, and they're all legitimate excuses, and they may even be holy excuses, <clears throat> but they're still excuses. And once each of us has enough koyach to say, that might have all been true, but it's still me that's outside the machna, said so eventually <clears throat> you crack open through some door. And even it's, and this is a classic case of shalolishma balishma. Then even if I'm not feeling it right away to be as honest, brutally honest as possible, the more I say that, the more that I recognize it, the more that I bring realness and reality, the real and reality, right in front of me into my life. So <clears throat> we're going to continue here, page 34. Sorry. <clears throat> mm. Even in times that you don't feel they are illuminated, they're not shining times. And you're simply not capable of looking at the world the way that you'd love to look at the world, especially like coming out of a shir, like you know, the Torah we're learning over here with the Piyasetzna's words. So even if it's just not in your cards right now, okay, that's not, that's not what's happening right now. It's tremendously beneficial to constantly keep on having these machshavas, these, these morning hirsh, page 34. It's still beneficial for you to eventually, eventually it'll come down. Something will crack through, even if you're not feeling it. And we live in a generation of, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We live in a generation of, if I'm not feeling it, I don't want to be fake. Now that's not really, that's, can you imagine if we like, kept Allah based on that? If I'm not feeling it, I don't want to be fake, so I'm not going to keep something that I don't really feel, right? What would be with our halakhic world? What would be with our Jewish world? Forget, what about our ethical world? Forget about Allah for a second. Let's talk just bunch of ethics right now. Imagine, I'm saying, I just don't feel ethical right now. It's not what I'm feeling right now, so come here, you know? And you give the guy a slug or something. That's, that's really what you're feeling. We don't live like that in our world, but in our minds, we unfortunately still do. We say, I don't want to be fake, so I'm not going to feel something unless I, and I'm not going to talk like that unless I mamish feel something. He says, pound this mantra over and over again. Third line. As you look out into the world, and when you look at the world and you say, you know what, the rest of the world, everything out, out there in the world is completely nullified before Hashem. Just me. A, you know what mechutzaf means? comes from the word chutzpah, mechutzaf. It's just me, a chutzpah dek I parashti et atzmi ve'atzati mi ha'machaneshchina. I removed myself from the camp of Hashem, from the camp of the Shechina. When you say that, the second you say that, whether you feel it or not, but you start saying that, tit orer bechad de'agal atzmecha. You start to actually be concerned about yourself. Lama be'emet ataomet chutz la'reshut. Why are you standing outside the camp? Why would you remove yourself from the machaneh? You start, to, you start to think these things. 
Wait, wait, wait a second. Why did I remove myself from the Kedusha? He's got a whole bunch of guys there. Everyone, like, even if it's true or not, it doesn't matter, but that's what you say. Meaning they're all there, they're all plugged in, they're all locked in. They're all in the world of Kedusha. What mm-hmm. am I doing over here? So all those excuses, stop. The excuses fall down at a certain point. You can't fool yourself forever. At a certain point, all those excuses, why you're not part of the Machanah Kadosh of the holy camp, you just, they cease to exist. Because you really start to be like, you know, I can keep on blaming everyone for the reason why I'm not, so I don't feel like I'm in the flow of holiness. <clears throat> but at a certain point, if I sit there and I've justified every legitimate reason why I'm not part of Kedusha, what ends up happening? I've certifiably, legitimately given myself a, a, a I don't know what you want to say, like a hashtag, like a, this is okay. But at the end of the day, I'm still out of the, I'm still out of the Kedusha. It happened to me once I was living somewhere and I justified every single reason why I shouldn't go to shul. You know what ended up happening? I just didn't go to shul. Meaning, but, but, but then what? So okay, so I stopped going to shul for a while because I, I, they don't dive in there real bad, covenant there, that, those guys talk. It might, it might all be true, right? But at the end of the day, so then you're just left with you, yourself, not being part of anything. So sometimes, maybe the first day it feels really holy. Wow, me, just me alone. Right? Then the second day it's like, hmm, okay, me alone. I could get used to this. Then the third, fourth day, after a while, you can't fake it. The Neshama wants to be part of something real and holy. I'm the only one that ever had a problem with going to shul. <laughs> so I don't get this. Just to look at the world and say they're all in the shrine. I look at the world and they're like Miley Cyrus and ISIS and this and that. I'm like, I look at the world. The whole world is so broken. What's the Kedusha that I feel so out of? I have it. I feel like we're trying to like build some sort of bubble here of Kedusha. The outside world is not just like falling apart. I'm maybe in the safari in Africa if you're like out with nature and you see the the equilibrium of life and how it all works in perfect harmony, maybe there, but the regular world, and behind this guy's talking and get to Varsha, what's he talking about? What do you guys think he's talking about? What's he talking about? He's talking about it's a good question. He's talking about yids you want to be like. He's not talking about the whole time. He's talking about other yidin that you want to be like. And there's always like those group of like holy people like, wow, they get it. I was thinking about this when you're, when you're reading this, is the whole concept that a group in Kuala Yisrael, when they're really doing it, there's no sins with them. You just see a group and you see... It's not, it doesn't say to look at the group of tzaddikim. It says, Tabit al ha'olam, v'tachshob shakol elu mukafim b'ktushob v'tilim imretzonam la'ashem shemot v'neshom. It doesn't say to look at a chevra kadisha. It doesn't say to look at like holy people. It says look at the world. I just... I'm not so what he means is like when you say you look at the world, he's saying whether they realize it or not, everything is surrounded by, by Kaddish Baruch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Understand? Even if they don't realize it. <clears throat> but you look from the outside, you're like, wow, everything is surrounded by Hashem. Now we're not, and it's good what you're saying because maybe they're also out of the loop, but they're still surrounded by God. Then you say, wait a second, I am too, so why am I talking as an outsider? Why am, why am I speaking as an outsider? Like, but what we really, really want is to talk like an insider when, it, when it's talking about being real. I want to talk from the inside. I want to stop because, you know, some people will, are satisfied with saying, at least I know Kedusha exists. So the Piyasitna says, they're not satisfied with that. 
They're not satisfied with knowing that Kedusha surrounds all, God surrounds the world. They want to be talking like an insider. You know when you really want to talk like an insider? When your children start asking you questions about the Torah and stuff they learn in school that's not clear to them. And then you realize, whoa, now, now it starts. On a certain level now, I could have fooled my, you know, everyone until now. But now it really starts because your child can see. I'm telling you, I've seen this with, with my girls. They can tell when you're giving them answers like an outsider as opposed to an insider. Like they'll, they'll, like they want to make me feel good that I told them the right answer, but then they still look at me with that, with that, with that. Abba, למה באמת הקדוש ברוך הוא נתן את האפשרות לפרעה להיות רע ליהודים? Why did God even give Paro the opportunity to, for, 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 to be bad to the Jews? And you guys say whatever answer here is, and then they look at you and they say, ah, תודה, אבא. And then like, they, like, they don't want to make you feel bad so they don't continue with another question, right? We want to talk like an insider over here. So even, I think when he says, Tabita la'olam, yeah, the whole world, whether they're insiders or outsiders, a lot of people are outsiders, but they're surrounded, surrounded by elukut, because everything is godliness. So what, if that's the truth, when I look at the whole world, why am I talking about this as someone that feels like he's observing and not from, from within? I want to be speaking about this from inside out. You know, you go to so many classes on Hasidut today. It's become such a big thing today to talk about, you know, Rabbi Nachman and the Baal Shem Tov, such a phenomenon that has completely taken over Yiddishkeit and the world even. But you go to so many of these lectures and people are giving the most incredible talks as an outsider, not from an insider. Because an insider wouldn't have the chutzpah to start to explain to you why the Baal Shem Tov acted the way he did. Sorry, did I, did I say something really bad right now? No, it's okay. You're fo- you're, everyone's following? This is Indian of wanting to talk from the inside. It's such a crucial thing. Okay, look at this, back inside. Again, you'll start to have a concern about yourself. Why are you standing outside <coughs> this area? Why have you removed yourself from the camp? And the more that you're constantly thinking these thoughts, and with complete emuna that there's nothing better anywhere else, and not only there's nothing better, there is nothing else. And everything is godliness up besides you, that you've removed yourself from such a place. You'll start to really get more and more concerned and worry about yourself. Until you're completely disgusted from where you're at in life. Now, we know something. The Piyasetzner is not a downer. He's not trying to make you feel like you're worthless and that your life isn't worth anything. But he's, I think what he's saying is that one of, the, one of the things you need to do while you're on this spiritual journey is to be able to catch yourself and be real where you're at. And at a certain point, to get real changes done in life, you need to be completely sick and disgusted about the place that you're in right now if you really want something big to change. The real big stuff. They don't just happen slowly, slowly. A guy, I always talk about it, a guy that's smoking two packs of cigarettes a day, right? So it's not like he's like... People talk to him and, and, and say, you know, it's really bad for you, and then slowly, slowly, he'll one cigarette a day less, one less. It doesn't really work like that. A guy that's mom is chain-smoking, he needs to see, remember, remember those commercials when we were younger about a woman that was 
Remember that the hole she had in her neck? Remember that freak? Remember how, how crazy that commercial? They, they need like something shocking the system. So he's saying over here, the PSS, and he's saying over here, at a certain point when you keep on thinking about that if everything's Hashem, but I'm not choosing to be part of the everything, you're, gonna, you're just going to want to be disgusted. You're just going to be sick of where you're at. <clears throat> but it's not the type of sick that makes you feel horrible. It's the type of sick that you could share with the Chabura and talk about it like an AA meeting. Imagine if AA was just, it wasn't about meetings, it was just a program. It would never, ever, ever work. It's that I bring that disgusting place that I see in myself to the table, <clears throat> to everyone around it. I'm vulnerable enough to do that in, this, in the room of the Chabura with other people. He's saying do this even as you're thinking about your high school principal or you know, the choices your parent made for you early in your life. Even as you have all those VC type of uh, thoughts on your <clears throat> Yeah, he's, but why? Because all those thoughts of the blame, what, what, what can they do? They don't get you anywhere. Well, they get you to the place of uh, saying, this is why I'm, I'm not there, right? But then eventually you're going to be like, why would I choose to stay here? Why would I choose to stay outside the machina? This is very deep stuff. This is very heavy stuff. Right, even that you have excuses, it acknowledges that you're not part of it. Exactly. Especially then, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this worrying concern will spread through your heart, through your limbs, through your thoughts, and eventually will reach your actions. And your, your broken heart and this feeling of heaviness will be such, like such a will be irking and, and be so heavy on you. Meaning everything in the world eventually will force you to say like there's never ever a reason that's good enough for me to justify why I'm not part of wanting to be holy. No matter what. Like, there's no excuses. There's no excuse that justifies a conscious decision to not be part of something holy and something real. Now imagine that sentence. Imagine if we lived that life. There is no, you'll reach a place in your life that there will be no legitimate excuse that's powerful enough to make you feel safe by not being part of something holy. Nothing. There's nothing, eventually. This type of thought, he says, it'll penetrate your heart, your thoughts, your actions, everything. Now that seems to me like Gan Eden. That I'm never, ever, ever, ever okay with not being in a machana of Kedusha. Never. That seems so beautiful to me. It seems so wondrous to me. That there's nothing, doesn't matter. I, it's amazing. It's such a geula from Egypt. It's such, it's such an amazing exodus from Egypt, from the Meitzarim, from the narrow, narrowness, narrow way of thinking, of relating to life. There's nothing and there's nobody that can have enough dominion over me to justify staying in Mitzrayim. Nothing. No matter how crazy my kids are, no matter how that thing my wife says to me is so, brings me back to that bad, bad place, 
whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, nothing can justifiably make me feel like it's worth staying outside of the camp of holiness. He says, the more you think like this, the more that that thought becomes real and penetrates every single area of your life. How does that sound to us? Does it sound possible? Does this sound realistic, what he's saying? You have to hold on to this pace of when you feel like you are surrounded by Right, now what's one of the fears that we have with this is that what happens when you feel it and then it goes away? So what, that happens to us all the time. Like, I'm in the Machana of Kedusha, this is me, this is the real me, and then what happens? I go home, or I deal with work, and then what happens? You forget. Sorry? You forget, you become disoriented, confused. Or, you start to, what do you start to think about what happened to you a few minutes before? You start shooting Amalek darts into that, often, you know, was that, was that an authentic experience or not? Was that even real? Because if it was really real, how can I be schlepped down here so fast? Something we talk about all the time. That's why he says you need to keep on coming back to this machshava all the time, over and over and over. Bnei machshava That's what the sefer is called. And he flips it too, and he says, and if not, then yefesh Right, like he said last time. And if not, then at least you know, at least one minute of doing real tshuva in this world is so much greater than anything you could imagine. But he's saying, do you, are you really satisfied with that? Do you really want to cop out to there as well? Oh, but yeah, but it's uh, a like Instead of being like, oh, I once had it, he's like, well, at least you, you once had it. And then it strengthens you to come back to it. He's not serious about it. He wants right. you to do it right. all the time. Nahum. But he's, he's strengthening you. He's saying, hey, don't, don't, don't be bummed out. You got Nahum. that once. <coughs> okay, you see the words where it says, the first, the first letter is, Afilu halichat. Do you see that? One, two. Afilu halichat. There's this one second. There's a word here that I didn't understand, so I had the translation over here. Afilu halichat umeshichat hanar gnai avoda umechutal viratzon Hashemhu. He's saying this is what a person says. Even the passage and flow of a R I V U L E T. What is that? Rivulet. What is it? What's a rivulet? A small river. Okay. Even the passage and flow of a rivulet is divine service and is wrapped up within the will of God. I alone left all this and grow distant. Even if God forbid, not only do you not feel holy, but you feel tempted to do something really bad, and you have to be conscious and say to yourself, wow, this is going to schlep me even further. I'm going to do this right now, but this is going to schlep me even so much further away than that one moment that I actually felt that I was part of something holy. So it's better to have that show when, when you're doing something bad? It's better just to be aware at least that you're schlepping yourself far away? Well, why would he say yes, and then why would he say no? Well, he'd say yes because of the awareness. At least you, at least you know where you were. No, where well, you're, going. you're not just. Yeah, the, or I would think. Well, I was. I would hope that he would also think that maybe this could also prevent you from going down there. I hear what he's saying. He's not saying it's going to immediately. He's not saying it's going to save you. Right, 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 right. But he's saying he's saying that awareness is key. Awareness is the absolute key in every single given situation. Even when you're messing up. Well, especially when you're messing up. 
No? <laughs> Not even, especially. I mean, let's, let's, do, let's do exercise right now, okay? Who, if, if you could ask this from Hashem right now, and Hashem would say, I'll grant you whatever you want, and, and people said here, Hashem is Barach, I want you to show up exactly, and bring, bring down that awareness exactly when I'm about to do something really bad. So who would invite that right now and sign up for that WhatsApp reminder from God? That exactly when I'm about to do something really bad, I want the awareness. Awareness. You're not getting pulled out. No one's schlepping you out by your... Reb Nachman's not there pulling you by your payas out of Gehenna. Hear the question. Who's here? Who's who's willing to say, I'm signing up for that WhatsApp message? Yeah? Who's not... It'll take the fun out of it. Yeah, like if you're about to eat a piece of cake and you're in that place of not awareness. Wow, that you're so holy. Thing. He's saying piece of cake. Everyone here is thinking about like, you know, well, much worse than a piece of cake. <laughs> 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 There's a piece of cake. Try to go to the lowest common denominator here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to go a little bit more raw and, you know, something, something bad, right? Who here is willing to, and now, now why? It's okay. We always say, oh, I want Hashem in my life. Well, how come we're not willing to have that awareness? How come we're not signing up besides you? How come we're not signing up to that WhatsApp so fast? What's, what's stopping us? You understand what that WhatsApp message is saying? By, by doing this, you are distancing yourself thousands of miles away from that place of when you and I are one and it feels so good. That's what it is. Do you, if you wanted everyone to see your Avera or you wanted Hashem to see your Avera, you'd, you'd be okay with getting that message. No, but he's not, but he, but he's not even saying, like, Hashem sees your Avera. He says, like, right before, it's just like, there's going to be, like, this awareness saying, like, it's good. Like, do what you got to do and, and bring all the excuses why it's okay for you to do this. Just, just remember, like, this takes you so much further away from where, where you once thought you wanted to be or where you, know, you thought you wanted to be like 10 seconds ago and where you'll probably want to be in 10 seconds from now. I don't think you're really yeah. talking about a vagrant. I think he's talking not It's not necessarily, yeah, it's not necessarily just I'm going to do this act. It's, it's like I'm going to go hang out with those guys. Like that's a big one. Like, right. Yeah, I'm going to go with that head. I'm, I'm consciously choosing to take my headspace to that place. I'm not doing any Averas. Oh, all the excuses why it's okay. However, it, it, on, the, on the big picture, it removes you so far from that, that place that we're discussing. So can we right now invite Hashem to have that awareness in our lives that, that we should have the consciousness of realizing what we're doing to ourselves when we choose to hang out in certain areas? with certain people, under certain circumstances? Can we do that as a group? (laughs) 
we're going to insert this, this thing into your heart detector that whenever anyone, we, we have this like WhatsApp heart detecting group, you know, that when we can see like one of the guys' hearts like starting to like, uh, I'm about to go there, it beeps for all of us, and we all bring down a one big like dosage of awareness. Uh, trust me, we're not so far from that in the world technology. Right. <laughs> I think we're on our way there. We're not so far. We're going to get there too. But I think that's, that's really what he's saying is that a chavura is that we're asking, we're asking Hashem in the presence of all our friends, please make it like a little bit clear to us. I'm not asking for miracles. Save me from falling. Give me the chance. Catch it. To be there. And how do I do, and how do, I do that? By at least being very aware of what certain decisions, how certain decisions really do take me so much further away of where I, where I really want to be. Yeah, Devin. It's a little bit louder, okay? It's kind of, uh, I'm not so sure, honestly. I, the, the scary part is just if I were to actually know about all that stuff. Like, there's some, probably human, nor, something human normal that, uh, there's stuff I'm doing that's probably not right, but I simply just, I don't want to know right now. I'm not ready for that. Right, maybe that's there's, right. There's big things and maybe there's little things, but there's some comfort. Right. There's, there's certainly some comfort that I probably find in little things that I'm doing that are, whether they're by habit or whatever, it's that quick fix, feel good, kind of, this is how I get through the day type of thing. And <coughs> if I didn't have those things, I think that it's, it's what, what you're posing higher than you. <laughs> All of us here are much higher than you. Come on. Right, Tom? We're all much higher than him, right? He's low and we're high. We all are inviting this with simcha, this awareness. Listen, I want to tell you the real answer and not a sweet answer to make you feel good. We'll do that on other days, not here. What you're describing is not for B'nai Machshavatova. You understand? It's true what you're saying. It's emes la'amita. This shakes it up. Absolutely. This shakes it up, and it'll, in the beginning, will probably cause every single side effect that you mentioned right now. I think that we're here to be shaken up. Right? Am I, am I wrong? Like that, that's really what we're here. We're here to be shaken up. We're here. Now, yeah, and, and these reminders will be, are, are very difficult, but he's saying over here, really, it's not, it's not reminders, it's that when you keep on saying, why do I keep myself out of Kedusha? It's you that brings the reminders. It's not coming from somewhere else. That's why it's not really a real proposal, what I said. 
I'm just want to see like if we're able to consciously choose that as a group even to say if we have the ability to do such a thing would we consciously choose to bring down such a, such awareness reminders if it was up if it was up to us if we're sane are we sane if we're sane we would want the reminder no if we're we sane we wouldn't we wouldn't no because it would, it would meaning if we're sane we'd say you know if we're just if we're just natural and working with our senses we'd say are you kidding me I don't want that because of everything that David just said. But we're Lamalamat Teva, and therefore we would invite such things. Because to live in this crazy world, with that constant reminder, it can drive a person mad, if they're just willing to live with the five senses that they know of. Well, first of all, we don't have to do the reminder, we can still be like, thank you, yeah, but do what I'm doing. So, no. so that's like right. what a lot of us are scared of, and the thing is that like, then you're trapping yourself, because you know you don't want that. You, you know that you want the reminder, but when you get it, you're not happy with it. Yeah, your level of free will changes. Right. right. I'm like saying like, oh, but like, like, so I'm going down this path, and I'm even aware I'm going down this path, and I'm gonna let myself go down that path. Right. But or I'm not gonna. Let it but we're up. sitting down in a chabad when there's not like big tithes to do anything too bad right now. We know we're in a pretty sane mindset. We know that our soul is the ikara. And now we're being asked, do you want to save your soul from detriment? We're going to say no to that? But we're right now, so how could we? Meaning, if I'm at the spot right now that I got it, I'll be people right now in this scenario. If we're saying right now we're going to save our souls, we're going to be connected, then I think we have to say that we would. I'm with Jeremy. I'm with Sam. We have to want the reminder. Yeah, when you say, put it that way, it's true. Well, the, 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 the question is really how long is the awkward period, right? I mean, this right. Is really the question. When, I, when I first became religious, um, I had a close friend who started light years ahead of me. He was really on that. In, in Yiddishkeit. In Yiddishkeit, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, but also like in soul full work. Right. And, uh, and I, remember, I would come and visit him and we're friends from high school so I just like, you know, gossip about all our friends. And then I realized that that's all I talk about. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to become religious and apparently Lashonara is not like a big thing so I'm trying to <laughs> limit that. <laughs> and so I tried to limit, like at least with him, speaking Lashonara. And we sat in silence. For like a couple weeks, like every time we meet, like I didn't have anything to say to him. I had not, I, I had nothing to say. To him. So that's the type of awkward. I mean, afterwards, both the shed, you know, like I, then I was able to actually start having real conversation with him. We start having, we start talking about things of, of substance, and that was amazing. But there was an awkward period, and then every week, like what you're talking about is the oh, you're going to be annoyed, you're, or you're going to be bored. It's going to be real. For me, I'm worried about being bored. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm worried about being. Well, we have a lot of friendships like that. That if we really choose to become really, really we- real, what are we going to be left to talk about with those friends? Yeah, nothing. So then you justify still hanging out with them. How? By saying what? Like what's, what's the sound of that justification? Of even if you know that there's nothing, it's emptiness. Unless we, we talk, how much can we talk about Jerry's licks or, or whatever? You know, the, the topic of conversation of nothingness is right. I could keep on talking about the dead or fish or, or sports. Or, sport, or sports or anything that's like, so what justifies the conversation to continue? Even if that headspace is just emptiness. We've been friends for so long, loyalty. Well, now let's bring holy excuses to, to the to the, the car Right. <laughs> right. Those are, usually, those are usually the big ones, right? No, 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 it's, it's, I could really, I could really you know, save him, I could help him. And at a certain point, you realize, well, I've got to just save myself, come on. You know, at a certain point, like, come on, I just, I just need to just help myself. Meaning, again, Bessessner is saying this awareness that we're speaking about, this reality of awareness, this is something that only becomes 
more and more mechudad, sharpened into your mind, and feeling like more and more reality, the more that you verbally say this to yourself all the time. All the time. You're saying this is, it's like, we're, it's a, this is a class about mindfulness, and yet he's saying, wow, one of the, one of the keys here, mamish, the key, keys here is what? Is actually how, how verbal you are about something that you should be thinking about. Because that's really, we know. The more we speak about something, we, be, we, we become it. We really do. But it's realistic to be on all the time, to be plugged in all the time, focused all the time. Because, you know, you finish the day of work, or you're working into the evening, you're putting your kids down to bed, you're completely zonked. That's, for me at least, not the time to kind of feel plugged in and aware. It's a time where I need, like, 5, 10, 50 minutes to kind of... Of you know, what? No, no, but this is of, interesting. Of it is. Of, of Downtime doesn't mean non-awareness time. Well, but it could be. It, it could be something, whatever, just something, you know, something else. Because yeah, it could be doing something that's in a bay ride. It could just be right. something like, I need to read the sports page. I need to whatever, you know, stare into space or, you know, stare at a screen which is staring into right. space just to get into the mental space to then be able to become aware again. So what do you, do you think that he's saying here that if you would open the sports page, like if you check the scores from last night's playoff, whatever, that that would remove you thousands of miles away from the Kedusha that you were at or that you wanted to be? Is he think that's what he's saying? Would be removed? Would you be... Is this like, is that a, like, do you want a moment of awareness there to say, by looking in the sports section, you're being removed thousands of miles away? Well, like you could say, I'm missing the opportunity to learn something or connect with somebody or to, Nahon. whatever it is. But it's, it's almost like the recharge. You need to be able to then go and do something with awareness and be plugged in and go to the shear or listen to the podcast or... Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. So mm-hmm. you have your little awareness reminder and it tells you that when my downtime is coming, I'm not using this downtime to, to literally waste time. I'm using this downtime so when I can approach the Kedusha, I can do it with a fresh mind. Now it's that's, a, that's, I would say, the first level. Yeah. I understand that you talk to Rishon, he says that we're going to be punished for all the pleasures that we didn't experience in this world. And let's say you really love watching sports. If you just do it with the right mindset, it's not enough Vera. But if you go in with the right awareness, then at least it's a dark of saying, like, I'm not like running away from God, but like, no, like I'm not gonna make a bracha, but like we can do it together with friends, we can do it together with friends. There's like a way to somehow elevate even like uh, mundane things. I once asked my friend David Sachs in Los Angeles, how how do I how can I watch movies? how do how, how should a Jew watch movies? So he said to me, <laughs> Every time before you go into movie theater, just say, please let me see exactly the messages that you want to send me through this movie and the stuff that I shouldn't you know, receive from here, I, 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 I shouldn't receive. But that's very hard as well. <laughs> you know. That's the right idea. It's, it's the right idea in a, in a perfect reality. You think, yeah. you think. I call yeah. someone who, and we're like this too, who who watches movies, but he's guided by a higher purpose. He's a moral value-based individual. Torah-based individual. Torah-based individual. Yes, yes. Who isn't someone, David Sachs isn't someone who just watches movies. David Sachs is someone who is a Torah-based person who also watches movies and is guided while watching movies by the Torah-based value system that he right. has. And so as long as like we always have that with us, then we are, in fact, really able to like have awareness. Elevate, yes, and have awareness. And have awareness. And 
and set certain boundaries for ourselves. Because I have, I'm, I'm still the same Torah-based person, and so I have to be more sensitive to what it is that I allow to come in. But I'm not that person. I'm not here in the, in, in the shear, and then I'm going to go and I'll watch what I want. It's, it's the same person, Nahan. but I'm guided by a certain core value Right, he's saying a uh, uh, fraud says with that is okay. I'm gonna go watch an X-rated movie and dive into Hashem before I watch it. Please, Hashem, everything I should, you know, even to think like this is nuts. But that's how far the generation has gone. I could say whatever I need to get. Like the abuse of that permission to be a, a free will is to say I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in those words when it's mamish not shayach. No, but that's why we have halacha. The right. sports page isn't breaking halacha. Right, like, right, right. It's just like not very holy necessarily to watch the sports, but if you can somehow make it, in, just not to make a, not to make separation. But I'm holy right. to make Knesset, but at home, goodbye God, I'm now in the event. It doesn't have to be like a total. Right, Kobe, it doesn't have to be that those few minutes of the, of the, of the breakdown is like, oh, what are you, you know, you're going to watch the sport, you're going to look at the sports page, what are you doing to your soul right now? He, he's, he's saying more when you're, you know what really schleps you away. And you try to ignore it. That's not going to schlep you away 5,000 miles away from Kedusha, checking out the sports page. You know what does. Is that what, you, is that what you're saying, yes? I, I... We know what does. We, 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 we can be told, and, and we still know what does. And Dafka, in those places, you have to be real. You can also elevate it, because if the sports pages are then allowing you to have more uh, clarity of mind right. for the next time you open up the safer after the pages, the next day, whenever it is, then you can makadish even something simple like that. I don't know. That sounds like we're all lying to ourselves. That's, it sounds like, I mean, like... Uh, well, Marshall Schechter is a big uh, baseball fan. Not, uh, yeah, no, I mean... Is, is, uh, there, I think there's a place for it. I, I don't think that they... I think we're lying to ourselves because what Kobe's saying, and if I'm able to, like, uh, I don't want to, what's the word? Project. Project onto you. Like, when I go to sports, I'm not going like, okay, five minutes to recharge my batteries. At the end of five minutes, my alarm's going to go off, and I'm done, and I'm recharging. I go for, okay, I'll just check the sports page. And the next day, I know. I have no idea how much time has gone by. And uh, you know what? I'm going to go to bed late tonight, and I'm going to wake up tired again tomorrow because what? Because I didn't have, I didn't, my recharging my batteries came, uh, you know, at the expense of my sleep. Or at the expense of maybe um, my wife wanted to have a conversation before we went to bed. You know, so and I, think, I think we're being very cute right now. Because we're programmed to be cute. Because we're programmed to, to go into this space. And I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from what you're saying. I, th- I, think, I think you're right. You could, there is Kedusha. There is a way to, to take the Hana and, 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 and tap into it. I think we're just usually too unaware to, to really do that because what Kobe's saying is that when you go to recharge, I do the opposite often. I'll end up being there for 15 minutes as opposed to five minutes like I planned. And maybe you need the 15 minutes. Maybe, but, but do you come in and say, was there any sort of consciousness there? Or was it just kind of like no, it's, the it's, cell phone was out I, and I you're already... What it is, like you get the reminder. You're getting a reminder. Right, if you, you get that, reminder. that's what we're talking about. The but page. there is... You want the reminder to say, like, you know what, I'm going to spend now an hour just vegging in front of YouTube. By the way, I, I, I have that reminder. It's called my wife, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about you guys, but, but I, I was the other day, I was, I was literally, I was looking, reading sports, like, flat out on the couch. It's late at night, and I told my wife, I'm like, 10.30, we're in bed. It's 10.45. I'm looking at the... And she's like, are you happy with what you're doing right now? I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> 
And my response was like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I went right. back to it. And I thought, and, and she's just, I, I look over, and she's laughing. She's laughing at me. It's so and, it's, and it's so true. Yeah. I think we're being cute. I'm sorry. I really do. Don't be sorry. Yeah. This is, I'm not this really is why we're, le- this is the point of this year. It's not for me to translate and it, this is what it's for. Yeah. This is what it's for. Everyone needs something else. I, nothing will work for everybody. It was more just a general rutsum of, of wanting that awareness or not. Some people would rather not, like what you're saying, and well, that's this real. Is a, this is also very easy. It's cute because we, you've gone down to such a little... This isn't such a complicated case. So I'm going to... Like, in life, right. I think the real situations where this actually comes right. into play are far more complicated than this. Right. Like... like just a simple one, like, you say, oh, uh, uh, a movie, like, you sit down a movie, and that's, maybe that's not really what, honestly, sit down for a movie for two hours and do this isn't really what I think is raising the two shot in my life, but, you know what, all the other four or five people in your family want to sit down and watch a movie, they want to have family time. Right. So where's the, which one is the, now I'm, like, looking at the decision, like, which one is the only decision? Because everyone wants to, like I said, watch a movie. I don't really want because I don't think it's all. Am I really more holy for like saying, yeah, you know, you guys watch the movie, I'm going to go shine on some people around? Right. Like, which one is... What would you choose as a real example? I mean, in that case, I'm left with, I probably, I probably watch the movie, honestly, because I make a decision that being part of my family and that is the holier thing. So is that, is that being cute or is that inviting aware, real awareness? That's, that's, that's a more complicated case. So that's a more, right? more complicated case. Yeah. Right. And, and, I would, and I would say to you, are you capable in that movie, and this is a great example, oh, out of, of, of being in that moment and actually being connected to the closest with your family. Because I think the movie is like classic. When I was in the dating world, movie was like the 17th date because you have to actually really know the person to say like hey let's not talk for two hours you know but like what what is the point or or to be in the case where the person talks to you in the middle of the movie like, i'm watching the movie what's the point to, to actually spend time with the person that's so ironic so i mean you're right and it's really complicated because that's what the family wants to I, do i mean my hard case to be honest, is, is where the family wants to do some teal that right i just don't like this kind of teal I've never liked this kind of, I don't like this kind of fuel, but that is the fuel that the family's yeah. going on. Yeah. So now, that one I hear. now you're being put in a situation yeah. where that little alarm yeah. is going to be going off every three minutes right. as I'm walking in, and I'm trying to do ultimately the holy thing, yeah. right. but I'm also putting myself in a right. situation that I know it's not. That's what I was hinting to towards when Jeremy was talking about that. So, so hold on, there's a decision already made, or there's something already happening, and you're getting the alarm, right? A sense of awareness. Whatever. Doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Just maybe something you don't want to do or something that's not gonna bring the future to you. But the sense of awareness itself probably is can do more good for you, even if you're in that. Abs- I think that's the goal of the PSS. I think I really think that's the goal of today's year. I think that's the goal of this whole safer to come to a strong, convicted conclusion that that's always gonna be best for me. That inviting awareness no matter what is always best. And I'll figure out how to deal with what you brought up. I'll figure out how to deal with what you brought up, David, and what everyone else brought up. But in the underlying, like, that I come out of here and say, inviting the Ribbon Shleilam into my life is always, always, always going to be the best thing I choose to do, no matter what. Inviting God into my thought, 
into my awareness, inviting the Torah into my thinking, no matter what, is always the best, even if in the beginning it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. And it makes me have to shake things up, that, that the B'nai Machshava Tova, Yidla, comes out and says, that's what I'm, oh, eventually, that's what I'm going to want. I even want that really now, I just don't realize how much I really want it now. And I trust Hashem enough that when I invite Him to all those places, that I'll figure out how to deal with, with what you brought up and what you brought up, with whatever we brought up. You understand? I'm really smiling on Jeremy, because I'm saying, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I'm just thinking like, okay, so let's say you're in that situation, right? Right. And you have this sense of awareness. You're able to check into your snapshot that you took on taking all your, all your lingo there. Good, good, good. Because <laughs> you're able to check into that snapshot and being like, Right now I'm here, this is what I'm, this is what's happening, but that's, this is not the true, you know, or this is, the true me is really all these beautiful snapshots. So I could be all those beautiful snapshots now here, that maybe, you know. Right now. Real growth, a a lot of times I think, comes from the darkest places that we allow ourselves to go into. And if you really let yourself go into those dark places, you can grow more from those experiences than you can from anything else. That's, that's exactly how he started today. He says you're going to come to a place that you're us, That you're, you're just, you're sick of not being in Kedusha. You don't become disgusted of feeling far from Kedusha when you had a little bit of a bad day. You get disgusted by something like that. exactly what you're saying. When you're, going, when you're going all the way there. And then you feel it. And then that's, the, that's when real change does come about. Well, we should be privileged to do this holy and important work together. Amen. Amen. Together. Shukrach, everybody. Mm-hmm.